five, four, three, two, one. <laughs> Welcome to the latest Energized World Cup podcast with your host, Basmo Faux Show. If you're new to the latest Energized podcast, welcome, and where have you been? And if you're a returning Energized podcast listener, welcome back. So, on today's show, we're looking at round two of the World Cup, because, uh, as you know, I've been going through the World Cup for the last couple of weeks, and things are really, really heating up now, especially especially when it's in the second round, some teams were already qualified, some teams are already knocked out. Some teams are impressing, some teams aren't. Uh, but today I wanted to keep a short and sweet sort of summary of what's happened so far and also looking into the, the third games and what's going to happen going into the last 16. So on today's show, I'm going to be just discussing the golden boot because a few of the lads are scoring a couple of goals. Uh, also looking at the teams that are really impressing, like Croatia, Brazil... Belgium or even England and also what teams aren't depressing for instance Argentina and then uh, at the end I'm just going to look through the last few results and then what to look forward to next week and also I have a very special announcement to make today regarding next week's show so you definitely don't want to miss that but uh, I want to start off with the golden boot because this is the thing that's really really heating up now because uh before the tournament, people thought that like, Ronaldo would do well. Uh, people also thought Lukaku would do well. And not many people were that high on Harry Kane. But the thing is now, Harry Kane's leading the race. <clears throat> Sorry, excuse me. With five goals. Lukaku's on four. Cristiano Ronaldo's on four as well. Uh, another notable name is Diego Costa on three. But um, so far, these lads have done very, very well. Uh, unsurprisingly, Lukaku and Harry Kane are basically on top of the mountain because if you've been listening to the shows having looked at the England group the Belgium group they have Tunisia and Panama in their group so um, there was bound to be a few goals in that and fair play to Harry Kane took full advantage um, I think he was unfortunate to get subbed off after an hour but you already had a hat-trick and you don't really want to rub it into the, the teams and realistically being the golden boot you sort of have to be very selfish whereas you can see the way with Belgium and England, they're very team-orientated, which is uh, which is good to see. Unlike Portugal, for instance, where Portugal just want Ronaldo to do everything and score all the goals. But um, I'm really interested to hear what you think now. So make sure you leave a comment. Who do you think is actually going to win the Golden Boot? Because Harry Kane's leading on five, Lukaku four, Ronaldo four, Diego Costa three. Um there's the two Russian lads, Shershev and Dezuba, who are on three goals and two goals, but I can't really expect it. I don't really expect Russia to go that far because this show is after being done after Uruguay destroyed Russia 3-0. So I wouldn't like I'd full on expect Russia to get knocked out in the next stage. But um yeah, let us know who you think is going to be top goal scorer because before the tournament myself and Ross predicted that seven goals would win it. But Harry Kane's two off now, and um, he's on fire. So I'm going to go into the, t- the a couple of look over a couple of matches from the second round. 
that uh, definitely ought to be spoken about. And the first one is Argentina losing 3-0 to Croatia. So, what, like, watching that game, that was one game I was really, like, really, really looking forward to watching. That was on a Thursday, if I'm not mistaken. And uh, Croatia, you swear Croatia were one of the best teams in the world. And playing against Messi, who's known as the greatest player ever, if not one of the top three greatest players to ever play football. So, Argentina actually going into the match were, after draw, coming off a draw, one all with Iceland, which is a terrible result for them, and then losing 3-0 to Croatia. Messi missing a penalty. Luka Modric really stating the claim to be the player of the tournament. Um, if you look at Luka Modric, if you look at his background over the last five years, being at Real Madrid, he's won the Champions League four times, and playing alongside Rakitic, Barcelona, who else, uh, Mandzukic up front, Perisic on the left, uh, Kova, Kova, Kovovic, who uh, also plays for Real Madrid. This team is very, very solid. And it took full advantage of a, a hurting Argentina team, Argentina team who were just, almost looked like they felt bad for themselves. They're sort of, they sort they have way more talent than Portugal do, but they almost play the same way as Portugal, being like, for instance, Portugal are like, you do everything, Ronaldo. Argentina are basically the same. You do everything, Messi. And then when Messi misses a penalty, like, the heads are just going to drop. But the players that Argentina have is just... It's so, so, so talented, especially up front, that... Getting hockeyed, basically, 3-0 against Croatia was a terrible result for them. Um, after the game, the whole Argentina squad had a big meeting together, being like, are they happy with the coaching staff? Are they happy the way things are going? And uh, evidently, they're not happy. Like, how could you be happy drawing one all with Iceland, which I've fully expected to win, that Argentina will win, and then losing 3-0 to Croatia, who I also... Well, after the first game, I didn't, I wasn't sure, but pre-tournament, I thought Argentina were just going to win this group three games out of three, straight into the next round. But uh, Croatia are very much dark horses now. But it's it's weird to call them dark horses because a lot of their players play for very, very, very good teams. But um, they're, they have a very good outside chance of going very, very far. Um, obviously, I don't want to predict the last 16 to the quarterfinals to the semifinals, but uh, don't be surprised if Croatia got very, very far. The way they have their team united is absolutely brilliant. And a lot of those players have been in the team for the last four, five, if not six years. So they can almost tell each tell what way they're going to play. And having a settled team like that with world-class partnership of Modric and uh, Rakitic in midfield and a striker, a target man up front like Mandzukic, you're going to go very, very far. So don't be surprised if they go far, far, far. And remember in France 98, uh, what's it called? Uh, Croatia actually got to the semi-final of that with David Schuker up front. But uh, I, I highly doubt any players are still on that squad. But um, yeah, don't be surprised if they get to the semi-finals at least. Uh, moving on to another South American team, Brazil, beating Costa Rica 2-0 over the week. This Brazilian team... 
they started slow in the first game, uh, to be exact. They drew one over Switzerland, then coming out beating Costa Rica 2-0. Uh, for some reason, I don't think the front forward line is working as well as it should do. Uh, I thought Jesus would set the, the World Cup on fire, but I think there could be a little bit too much pressure on him. Also, the fact that Neymar likes to do almost everything by himself, uh, especially in the first game. In the second game, it looked like he sort of tried to share the possession. Uh, Philip Coutinho was growing more and more into this competition. I'd like to see if Brazil had him on the pitch at the same time as Firmino, because as everyone knows who sports Liverpool, the way Liverpool connected with Coutinho and Firmino was something very special. And uh, I think Firmino deserves a chance to get back in the squad. Um, Neymar looks like he's getting fitter every game. Um, if you missed his like over-the-head flick for in the last minute against Costa Rica, definitely check that out on Google or YouTube. Uh, it's pretty cool. I think it's called like the seal thing. I don't know. I, I wasn't that skillful when I played football. Um, another team, Belgium, 5-2 against Tunisia. Uh, this was almost like a whitewash. Lukaku is on absolute fire. Kevin De Bruyne is... The, is on fire as well. Uh, some of his final balls are just so good that this p- professional footballers can't even do it. That's how good they are. They're like pinpoint outside the foot, inside the foot. Um, Eden Hazard even getting two goals as well. Um, like they they took off Lukaku near the end uh, with about a half hour to go. On, uh, he was on two goals and they took him off, and uh, he was absolutely freaked. And they brought on Batshuayi, who missed about four, if not five, sitters. And then finally scored a goal. But uh, Lukaku is an absolute fire now. Even after the game, he gave like the team talk. Because obviously company hasn't played the first two games. But he he looks like a real leader. He's now like he's 25, four goals in two games. And there's much... like Once, once you get Lukaku on a, on a, on a streak... He's going to go all the way. So, before I give my opinion on Belgium's next game against England, it's England beat Panama 6-1. Cheers. Uh, I'm sorry, that was just my dad coming in. Um, England beat Panama 6-1. Uh, this was one game, obviously a lot of people that listen to the Energizer show really wanted to watch because obviously the England connections. But... Um, England just destroyed Panama 6-1. Harry Kane just looks so mature on the pitch. Uh, Jesse Lingard scored an unbelievable goal. I think that Ruben Loftus-Cheek, his physicality in that midfield, is something that they should keep ahead of Deli Alli. I think Deli Alli is too lightweight. Um, just physically, Ruben Loftus-Cheek is very imposing. Um, like Even Kieran Trippier did great. Uh, they gave away a sloppy goal near the end, but you're going to get complacent once you go 6-0 up, you know? That's just the way it is. But uh, that game, Belgium are now playing England. And that's on Thursday. That's the last game of the group stages. And that is just... That's the game to watch. That is just the game to watch. And if I'm going to predict it now, I would go with... Belgium to win 2-1. I'm going to go Belgium to win 2-1. I think England will probably try and go out and hopefully get a draw. But uh, it's going to be be close. But it's just... 
England's defence isn't that solid and Lukaku's on fire and Kevin De Bruyne is just unbelievable. I wouldn't be surprised. You see, he's sort of unfortunate the way Hazard's scoring the goals and Lukaku's scoring the goals. So they're getting all the hype. But like without Kevin De Bruyne, they're, like, they wouldn't be doing half as well. Um, just one of the last main matches I want to talk about is Germany beating Sweden 2-1 with Tony Cruz scoring a last-minute goal to really save Germany's World Cup. Um, if you haven't seen it, it was a beautiful strike. He just was a man in that situation. He was like, I'm taking this free kick and I'm scoring it and that's it. And that's exactly the mentality of an act- a world champion has. He just wanted all the onus. He was like, I'm doing this, that's it. If I miss, it's my fault. If I score, it's my fault. Four Champions Leagues in five years. He's won the World Cup. Like, won everything. Um, really stood, stood to him. He just was a man about it. Buried it. Saved the day against Sweden. Um, you know what I mean? I t- Germany were about to be in serious, serious trouble. Almost Argentina saw trouble, but they're lucky that Tony Cruz was there to save the day. Um, I think this might actually kickstart Germany's World Cup now. Uh, hopefully, a light of fire under a lot of people's asses, aka Ozil, aka um, who else needs needs a bit of a roasting? Werner. Just people like that need to get their get their shit together and get going, cause. Um, I don't like tuning in watching shit matches. I want to see I want to see top of the players, top of the range players performing. Top of the range, Lee, Rangely. There we go. New word for the dictionary. Um, certain players that just look so amazing in this World Cup. Modric, like Luka Modric, unbelievable. Uh, Kevin De Bruyne, Lukaku, Harry Kane, and Ross wanted to give a special shout out to his mate John Stones for scoring two goals for England there. Uh, that's going to boost his confidence as well, but um, I, I I just think that that defense is going to unravel at some stage, just because it's Harry Maguire, Stones, and Kyle Walker. I just it's something's not a hundred percent there, but um, some other matches just to go over as well. Obviously, Ronaldo scored the winner last week. I said uh, with a header for one 0 against Portugal. Like he's playing tonight against. Sorry, one second. He's playing tonight against uh, Iran and Spain are playing Morocco tonight as well. And uh, fair play to Saudi Arabia today who won their first World Cup match against Egypt. They scored in like the 93rd minute to win 2-1. And Mo Salah was playing and Mo Salah had another excellent chance to put them 2-1 ahead. But missed. And also, your just for your pub quiz facts, Egypt have a goalkeeper who was 45. He played today. Oldest player to ever play in the World Cup and oldest player to ever save a penalty in the World Cup. So in your World Cup pub quizzes this weekend, he's your man. But uh, other matches that happened during the week, just to give a quick brief overview. Um, Uruguay. Last week, I covered how they beat Saudi Arabia 1-0. The one today against Russia 3-0. Um, there's something very, very dogged about that team and very, very hard to break down, especially the way Suarez and Cavani up front. They're in with a great shout to do very well. Along with the Colombians, the Colombians really got it going there in the second game, win the second game 3 0. Uh, like, I wouldn't want to be like, uh, no country signed up to play Uruguay or Colombia anytime soon. Uh, another team 
Denmark drawing one all Australia this week. Nothing really to write home there about. Uh, France beating Peru one 0 France really haven't gotten things going. And also I've noticed for being such a fast team, they actually have been playing very slowly, and it just it doesn't seem to be connecting. And I don't know, but if you're not playing great and you're winning, what's going to happen when you're playing great? You're probably going to win even better. Uh, other matches during the week Nigeria beat Noisland 2-0 fair play to Nigeria that the team camaraderie they have there was uh, very very good their attack is good um, unfortunately the Icelandic lads are now sent home so uh, what can you do you know uh, Serbia lost 2-1 to Switzerland um, what's his name he plays in the wing Shakiri. Shakiri did well in that game. He's looking for a big move this summer. Um, who else on Saturday? Belgium obviously won 5-2. South Korea lost to Mexico 2-1. Germany beat Sweden. Japan drew 2 with Senegal. Poland lost 3-0 to Colombia. Poland were just terrible in this World Cup. They just were not settled and ready to go. They had a lot of players over the age of 30. So that team is going to get a whole revamp. Uh, that sort of just wraps up the game week 2. Uh, let me see if there's any matches that you definitely should watch out for. Um, on Tuesday, Denmark are playing France. That should be a good game. Uh, Serbia are playing Brazil on Wednesday. And as I said earlier, England are playing Belgium on Thursday. And then, the news I was telling you about from earlier. Ross will be back on the Energised World Cup show this week. He's back from England on Friday. So we're either going to record the World Cup last 16 roundup on Friday this week or Saturday morning so make sure to tune in for that um, also I want to give a few shout outs to the Dubs winning their 8th Leinster Championship in a row which is absolutely ridiculous um, I wonder when another Leinster team is going to come up and actually give them a challenge because uh, that Dublin team is very very good uh, also Ireland beat Australia in the which called Summer Test. They beat them 2-1. First time in nearly like 40 years that Ireland have actually beaten Australia in, in Australia. Uh, that was just... That that Irish team are just unbelievable. Um, it's actually so amazing being an Irish rugby supporter watching this team play because the standard is just out of this world and uh, I can't wait for the World Cup to come up in Japan for them. Um... Also over the weekend I actually went to you've probably seen this on our Instagram page I went to see Robin Black on Saturday oh no sorry excuse me I went to see him on Friday um, he was playing in Liberty Hall in Dublin um, other people were there Brad Katona John Kavanagh and uh, got a bit of a chat in just talking MMA and all this stuff uh, we gave him one of the Energized t-shirts and he was actually rocking it wearing it the next day which was actually really cool and uh, John Kavanagh mentioned that he expects Conor McGregor to fight Khabib this year, which is probably the well, is definitely the most anticipated fight in MMA history. But um, that sort of wraps things up. Um, I want to give a shout out to Mikey Conan who's fighting this weekend in the SSE Arena in Belfast. But um. As I said earlier, I want to keep this short and sweet. And I thank you very much for tuning in again. Uh, the next one's coming out on Friday, if if not Friday, Saturday. And Ross will be on it. Also, Ross's MMA show will be out tomorrow. 
and I expect you all to tune in and give all the support you can. So thanks a million for tuning in and your continued support to the page and I really, really appreciate it. And if you could give us a shout out on any platform, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, thank you very much. And as always, stay energized.